Welcome to the Draw Shops Get Genius Podcast, where we talk to today's business influencers to pick their brain and pull out their genius. It's time to get genius. Hello, listeners, and welcome back from our, oh, I guess it was about a three-week hiatus. So much going on, So meeting so many fantastic people that I'm really excited to bring on the show and, and lots of traveling. So getting those episodes recorded was a little bit of a challenge, but we're back on track and just in time to get some great genius information as we approach the holidays and the new year. Today's guest is a wonderful friend and amazing entrepreneur who's extremely inspiring as, as are many of our guests. But, um, I think that you will be quite inspired when you hear this interview. His name is Giovanni Marcico, and he, he is a man of very many, many talents and he uses all of those talents to bring such value to the world. He's an author. He's also a connector of driven entrepreneurs. And we'll talk about what that really means to be a a purpose-driven entrepreneur. He's the founder and president of Archangel Academy, which is a coaching and mastermind organization that shares marketing, innovation, and revenue-generating strategies with entrepreneurs. But here's the thing. It's entrepreneurs that aim to give back to the world. So he uses this concept that we'll talk about on the show called gifting it forward. And by, by using this concept, he's created this incredible culture of sharing his gifts with people and allowing people to share their gifts with, with other people. And he, he describes this much, much more eloquent, eloquently than I do. So I will let him do that at the beginning of the interview. But Giovanni really believes that each and every one of us has has the power to change the world. And he is a facilitator of that and making it a reality for other gifted entrepreneurs and really instilling that belief within them. And what's amazing, as you'll hear, is that he's he actually gifts his profits from Archangel to provide microloans for other entrepreneurs in the world that are trying to create something that is impactful. And I don't, I don't know of a lot of people that are, that are doing that because what he's doing is quite different than what an angel investor would do. He's doing something very, very unique. So I'm excited for you all to listen to this interview and we will have links to everything that we talk about in our blog and in our show notes. And please enjoy the interview. Hey, Giovanni. Hello. <laughs> hey, Summer. How are you? <laughs> I'm having the best day ever. Are you? Awesome. Well, that's so great to hear. You are quite the inspiration. And there's like so many things I want to talk to you about and share about you with our listeners. But I kind of want to hear from you, your description of what it is that, that you do right now. You obviously have so many talents and we're going to talk about those, but just kind of like your, your purpose and your mission and, and how you incorporate that into what you're doing now. Cool. So when I'm speaking to someone I like and they ask me, what do you do? Cause I have two answers, right? If, yeah. if, if I don't like them, I'll say I'm a real estate agent, um, <laughs> which is what I used to do. But I, 
I, I say that I am a talent scout and curator and connector of superheroes, which usually leads to uh, another question. I mean, what the hell is that? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I lead a community and tribe called Archangel, which is a group of entrepreneurs who are superheroes who have giant hearts, want to create big impact, make a lot of money to create that impact with. And my role is to facilitate connection. And that's usually through events that I produce. Uh, so we have one event in LA that you've been to, yes, which is a high-end private mastermind and another giant public conference in Toronto every September where we had 1,500 people last September attend. So that was a lot of fun. So a lot of the people that go to these events are, they're entrepreneurs, but they're, they're a special kind of entrepreneur. And, um, you, you talk about something that's called purpose driven entrepreneurship. And that seems to be the people that you surround yourself with. Can you talk about purpose driven entrepreneurship and what that means? Sure. So everyone in the group, um, you know, even the way I curate it, I'm not too public about this, but one of the questions I ask is, will the rest of the group fall deeply in love with this person as much as I do? Right. And it's hard to find that a lot in business, yeah. but what it's, it's a bunch of people who share a common mission to create a better world by creating a better self. Yeah. And we all have missions that are, are individual based on the work that we're doing, but the purpose comes from not making entrepreneurship about money mm-hmm. as the primary motivator, or primary driver, it's super important, but it's more of a tool. And, and the primary motivator is impact. How do we change lives? How do we change the world? How do we create positivity? So how, what was your journey into realizing that that was your, your mission? Well, it's, I feel like it's always been there, but you know, as a kid, when I was 10, I, the school system had IQ testing for everybody and I was labeled as gifted, which, you know, as a 10 year old, what does that mean? But my parents would say, well, that means you're super smart. Cool. And then I would go to school thinking that's awesome. And then I would be bullied for being smart. It was crazy. There was one day when kids ganged up on me saying, stop doing so well on your test. You're making us look bad. And just weirdness from like that. And then I discovered uh, comic books. And, you know, the first time I ever picked up an X-Men comic book, the first thing I saw was Xavier's School for the Gifted or for Gifted Youngsters. And I thought, oh, my God, there's that word. But it's actually... (laughs) It means superpower. And ever since then, I've just been enamored with the idea that we all have some kind of gift. And a lot of times we think it's a curse, just like in the X-Men comics. But if people are shown that the thing they think is a curse can also be, you know, there's a flip side to that coin. It could also be a superpower. And you can use that to not only do good things with, but you can build a business around it. How do people typically find what their superpower is? It's, it's often it's hard because that thing or those things that are your gifts are your, are invisible to you because you just think it's normal. Yeah. Right. So I've had so many people up until recently say you're so good at connection, you're so good at connecting people, and I was thinking, what are you talking about? I, that aren't we all like that? Don't we just all do that? And then it it had to be told to me a thousand times before it kind of hit me in the head. Oh, maybe I am good at this. And when you discover when you have that paradigm shift and actually put effort and energy into developing the thing you're already good at, it grows exponentially, right? And and to answer your question, a lot of times you need the external feedback and almost asking the people around you to tell you how and when your body language changes. So when do you get lit up? What, what topic? So if I, 
if you speak to me about entrepreneurship or superheroes and, and, and all of a sudden my eyes light up and my body language changes, that's usually a good sign. Right. You know, what you can ask yourself, what topics can you talk about for hours where it actually energizes you and it doesn't drain you? What kind of people do you like to be around for with the same reason? And it, it's not a, an easy test, but if you are aware and you stay conscious to it, it's sometimes easy to find. Yeah. You, you do something well, – well, first let me, let me talk about the event before I talk about this cool thing that you do there, if, if I'm allowed to. Sure. So, I, you know, Eric and I are so picky about which conferences or, you know, events or things that we attend because, as you know, there are so many. So there's only, there's only a number, you know, that we will commit to going and really, like, submersing ourselves into it. And Archangel Academy is one of the most amazing events I, it it totally, to be honest, it totally caught me off guard. I didn't expect that I was going to be so transformed by it in so many different ways. And just to see other people and the connections that they made and what they were able to do with those connections, it's just so impactful. And it's just an incredible mastermind. And there's this one exercise that you do where you have the attendees up on stage and they have, is it two minutes? to kind of give their, their best, um, their best story, their best advice, their best takeaways. And how did you come up with that? And what, like, what did you, what do you see people going through when they have to go up there and do that? (laughs) Okay. So I'll give you the context and history first. It's it's actually 126 seconds, which is two minutes, six seconds. That number is my favorite number in super quick history. When my son was three years old, I asked him, Mikey, how much do you love daddy? And he said, daddy, I love you 126. Oh, and it was just such a random number. It meant nothing, but it was so cute that we now use that number to represent love. So I'll say, Mikey, 126, which means, like, I love you. So, um, so that number is everywhere, secretly hidden. Like, even the dates of our event is yeah. usually around January 26, which is 126. Okay. And where the, the two-minute talk thing came from, at our very first event, we... I had an agenda, I had a schedule, and then it was 11.30 a.m., and we were half an hour early for lunch. I was worried that we would go overtime, but we were under time. Okay. And I was speaking to Alexandra who, on my team, and I said, what the hell do we do for <laughs> time? And I just came up with this random idea. Why don't we just let it give the stage to anyone in the audience, just give them two minutes so they're not up here rambling, and they can talk about one nugget of value for the rest of the room. And first I had to ask people to go up and then a, a line formed and then it was 1230 halfway through lunch with 30 people online. And I thought, oh my God, this is something. Yeah. And that was at our first Toronto event. And then we just incorporated it into all of our events. And it's fun because now, and you've seen this, yeah. our production team will cut the mic at exactly two, two minutes, six seconds. And there's a countdown timer on stage. Yep. And the first person who tries to go overtime thinks that they can and realizes, oh, shit, they can't. <laughs> and it, it forces the room to be concise. But the real reason we do it now is to facilitate connection. So one of the issues I have with every event I go to is there's 100, 200, 300 people in this room. Who do I know? Like, How do I figure out who to connect with? And a lot of times people are introverts. They don't actively know. And then... You realize, you know, three months later, oh, crap, that person was at the event. If I can just connect with them because I have this challenge, they're good at that or whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing icebreakers where people say, well, my name is Bob and this is the business I'm in, which is boring and bullshit. My whole thing is, why don't you introduce yourself through your gifts, through sharing valuable nuggets so that people in the room can either connect with you because you have a similar passion mm-hmm. or because you can help them or they can help you. 
And that's one of the things we do now to facilitate those connections. It's brilliant. I love it. It's, it's the coolest thing. And it's also, it forces people to actually simplify and get out the best parts about themselves and what they have to offer. So it also, it also, sorry, just, um, it also gives every attendee a chance to have stage time so that we get awesome video and photography and it helps people, you know, if anyone wants to become a speaker and, and, and they haven't had stage time before, it gives them a very safe space and environment to do it in front of peers, right? Where right. it's not a bunch of strangers per se, where you're nervous, uh, even though I'm sure people are nervous, yeah. but at least it's the best stage to be on for that kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. So outside of those talks, can you give us a few, you know, like three big feelings or three best ways to describe what it's like to be in that room with all of those people? It is a giant love fest, <laughs> right? So one woman who comes, she literally emailed me a few months later saying, thanks to you, I never have to make friends again because I just have to come to your event and I have instant 100 best friends. So it's it's being a part of something bigger than yourself, but also feeling like you're part of a family. Yep. And that's the actual word I use because the word client doesn't feel good enough, even though it means more than customer or whatever that looks like. But yeah. I feel like it's just a giant annual family reunion of a bunch of non-related people who all love each other for the for the right reasons. And it's even when when we first invite someone to come, we always tell people you, you, you're probably used to going to events for the takeaways or for what you're going to get out of it or what you're going to learn. This is kind of the exact opposite, where everyone is asked to come and contribute and give. Mm-hmm. But when 150 people do that at the same time, the actual takeaways become exponential. Yeah. And, you know, we do that through the talks. We do, we, we do have a few speakers come in as keynotes, but I prefer more roundtable discussions, which we do, and, and more facilitated connections and more connection time. So that's actually a really good segue into, you know, you're talking about contribution. You have a book called The Gifted Entrepreneur. And it's all about gifting forward. Can you explain that concept and what that is? Yeah, for sure. So uh, it was the year 2000 when I think the, the movie Pay It Forward came out. And it really, really resonated with me. Even seeing a kid have a big idea and try to push it forward and just felt like it was part of my story. And I just loved the idea. And I thought, what if we can find a way to actually make this real? You know, so a lot of what we do is finding ways to share our gifts, which is either our wisdom or money or whatever that looks like, with other people who are aligned with us, who believe the same thing, who can actually create exponential impact. So, you know, at our LA event that you've been to, we have our scholarship program where we have young entrepreneurs come on, and I I cover their tickets, but the whole premise is all they need to be is surrounded by people like us who can give them a little direction and their growth can be exponential in terms of the impact. For our Toronto event, the whole event is a giant fundraiser. So all of the profit from the event we put into a fund, and then we use that money to donate either to charities or next year we're starting a micro-loan program for that same kind of group, like a purpose-driven entrepreneurs who usually have trouble getting VC money or, or angel investment because it's not a tech company per se or right. a company where you can see an easy exit. But my whole thing is, instead of just writing a check to a charity, what if that money, which I'm okay to give forward, is given to an entrepreneur that can create sustainable change and big impact? So that's how we give to forward. I love that. You also have something called 
the Archangel Club. Is that part of this gifting forward? Yeah, so it's essentially a way to join the Archangel community without coming to the LA event. And that's actually transitioning to something there's a whole bunch of shifts happening right now. So our LA event used to be called Archangel Academy. I feel like the name doesn't really fit anymore. Um, so we're going to change the name of that to something else. And Archangel Academy is going to become an online school. Oh, wow. Okay. And Archangel Club is becoming Archangel Academy. So people can pay to be a, a member of, of this community. And every week we do online training based on the challenges of the people in the community. So lead generation could be one or, you know, relationships for entrepreneurs could be one or team building and building team culture. Anything that comes up in the group where there's a groundswell of enough people saying, oh, my God, I, I, I need to understand how to do that better. What I do is I'll find an expert. I'll interview them as a roundtable discussion. Okay. And then every week we have a different one of those videos. Oh, that's fantastic. So great. Thank you. So if people... If people want to become part of this community, is it, you know, anybody who wants to join can join or are there? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, so application requirements or anything? Well, so archangelsummit.com is the site for our Toronto event. Anyone can come to that. Okay. Tickets are and we'll available have a link to, to that, the public. by the way, on the, on the post <laughs> and in the show notes. Cool. And then um, archangelacademy.ca will be the, the school where okay. anyone can join that too. For the mastermind event it's highly curated so it's a different process people can apply to go to that okay but everything else is public okay and how many people so when you first had your your first summit together how many people attended so our first archangel summit had 1500 okay and next september we're expecting between 2000 and 2500 awesome so we had, last time we had Gary Vaynerchuk, Simon, um, sorry, Seth Godin, Robin Sharma, Gretchen Rubin, JJ Virgin, yeah. a bunch of awesome speakers. This year, we, I don't know, I'll make the announcement with you if you want. Yeah, yeah, we just, yeah. Uh, we just signed um, Simon Sinek. Oh, wow. Start with why, Danielle Laporte. Love her. And we have another six big announcements coming over the next few months. So... How did you make this happen? Like, what, what do you give? <laughs> That's what people want to know. How do I get guests like that at my events? And I'm sure there's like, you know, a number of things. But what would you, what would your advice be? Oh, wow. Okay. So what I usually teach people is have a long game approach because a lot of, especially younger entrepreneurs, they, if, if something doesn't happen in two or three months, they give up, mm -hmm. you know, they, they have crazy expectations and, they're not planning long-term. I've been producing events since I was 16. So I have that talent or skill blossomed for a very long time. And everything I've ever done has always followed this formula. I would trade my time in to build my gift. And this is part of my book, right? So trade the first currency you have is your time. And when you have a lot of time, the one thing you should do is focus on your gift and mass and mastery and, and your value to the world. And then you trade that to build in your relationships which is the key thing that most people don't get. And the thing that you and I get because we go to so many events, we're part of mastermind groups and all these things. And then the last part is trading in your relationships for your, your, your personal reputation, your, your personal brand. Mm -hmm. And if you follow that, it sounds so simplistic, but most people just don't get it yeah. because you have to constantly give. You're trading in value before you ever receive value. Right. And a lot of people want to take, 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 but 
that never works. Like as a perfect example, every day I get an email from someone telling me why they should be a speaker at my next summit. <laughs> People I don't know, they're just email, emailing me cold. And their approach is always, here's why I'm a good speaker. But if they understood the value or the, the concept of giving value first, they would try to understand what kind of speaker I'm looking for. Right. Because if they knew that, they wouldn't waste their time you know, just saying I'm a good speaker. Right. Especially if I don't know who they are. And there's, there's always people reaching out saying, can you do this for me? Or, or my favorite, you know, can I take you out for a coffee to pick your brain? My schedule is so insane. And I try to, you know, keep free time for myself that why would I give that up unless there's a reason? And, and what I would teach people to do is what I call alignment. So in any case, if you want something from someone, Figure out what their path is, figure out what their future is, where they're going, what their challenges are, and see if you can help them solve that first. Mm -hmm. And if you helping them with their challenge also brings you further down your path and it's a win-win, then you can reach out. Yes. Right? Versus always making it about you. Always make it about the other person first and be completely of service. And even if nothing happens, something will eventually happen if you have that attitude. It's so true. And people will often ask Eric and I, how do you guys have such a great list of people that you've worked with and, and clientele? And it's that. And, the, and we learned that probably, you know, we had businesses before this business. And that was probably one of the best lessons that we've learned. Go offer something, offer your own value first. And then without, you don't even have to ask after that. Right. People just want to give back. It's just natural. And even on that note, don't just ask, how can I help you? That's like the yeah. worst question just because you're already have exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're making that person work to yeah. try to figure out. I don't know who you are. I have no idea what value you offer. You don't know. who. So kind of do your homework first and figure out that, that idea of everyone's on a path. Everyone is moving towards something. If you can imagine someone reached out to me and said, you know what? I know you're looking for sponsorships for your next summit. I know an awesome company. I'm connected with them. Would you like an introduction to a company that's probably aligned with you that will probably sponsor your event? That So doing the homework first yes. and knowing that, how can I say no to that? Right? Exactly. But if someone emails me saying, I'd like to pick your brain and let's have a coffee, well, no, it because like I just work, can't. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a lot of time and yeah. What's one of the biggest challenges you've faced in developing this whole community? The biggest challenge was more of a personal one where, you know, for the past eight years, I was in the real estate space mm -hmm. and I did really well at it. And that was the challenge because it was hard to let go. And getting into that, I felt I need to pay bills. I need to make money. And then I always felt like there was something missing. I wasn't fulfilled. Yeah. And I started Archangel four years ago while I was doing real estate. And it was almost a side thing. And it, my analogy was like, I was in a safe marriage where I wasn't happy. And then I found my soulmate, yeah. but I felt like I had to stay in the real estate because I was making money and, and it's hard to leave a thing where you're doing well at even, I completely hated it, but I was way overweight, very depressed, a lot of anxiety. So the biggest challenge I had was making that decision to completely leave real estate and completely dive into the thing that I'm aligned with. But as soon as I did, literally, I quit real estate January 1st. And since then, I've lost 60 pounds. I'm the happiest I've ever been. I'm in the best relationship ever. I, like, my whole life is transformed. I love it. I see your posts on Facebook, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, just looking better and better and better and healthier and, like, just 
I love it. You can just see the, the glow that just increases, which you already had naturally, but you can just tell that you were making these shifts that just completely shined right through you. <laughs> Thank you. So in the past year, what would you say, obviously that's, that's one of them, you know, physically transforming yourself. What are, what are like three other things that you, you're really, really proud of that you, that you accomplished? The, the physical transformation followed the spiritual and emotional transformations. Okay. So a lot of it was that, and I had this revelation last year, that every extra pound of weight I was carrying around was a difficult conversation I hadn't had yet, was a demon I hadn't fought yet, was a problem I haven't solved yet. And I was trying to hide them under the rug. So addressing those things, and they're not even, I still have another 12 problems left. I think. <laughs> But addressing those issues was the, the starting point of everything. And what I'm really proud of is that I've created insane routine and ritual in my life yeah. where every day kind of looks the same. And I wake up at 4.30 and I have this awesome morning routine and I exercise and journal. And a lot of it's from Hal Elrod's book, Miracle Morning, which yes. is, thank you, Hal. <laughs> and because of all that insane ritual and routine, I free up my mind for being more creative. I'm way more productive and I get to eat way better, exercise better. And it, it all sort of becomes part of the bigger picture and I, I can do so much more. That's so awesome. It's, it's like when you're talking about it, it seems so like it's really simplified things and made life easier and more enjoyable for you. Whereas I think people going into it feel like, Oh, this is going to be so hard to have to like get up in the morning and exercise and do and eat healthy and um, take time for myself and explore my, you know, spiritual side. It just seems like a lot for people, but the way you're talking about it, it just seems so, you know, this is what I do and it actually makes life easier and more enjoyable. Yeah, and they all become habits, right? Yeah. Like it's it's like a computer program where I feel like our bodies are the hardware and our minds are the software. And right. as you grow up, you're programmed a certain way, and then you start getting viruses, right? It's like I, I've been a Mac user for ten years, but I, I still remember those blue screens on when I don't know if that still exists but yeah. on PCs. You know, when you get a virus and all that, I was like, oh shit! And then you you have to restart back to factory settings. Right. I feel like that's like us, right? We we're program, programmed as we age with a lot of bullshit yeah. and belief structures based and paradigms based on our parents and teachers and people around us. And then you realize it's all programming. It's all patterns that you can change through putting energy into it. And once they become habits, you just, you're, you're, you're trading in one habit for a better one. Right. And are these, are these habits that you are teaching your son? Yeah. Slowly. Yeah. But I felt like one of the things I, I've discovered for myself is that I have to lead by example. Right. Not by telling him, but by showing him. So I had I have to, I had to change first, and now I can guide him. Because, you, you know, telling a kid what to do, telling your child what to do, instead of being the change, like a perfect example, I would say no gadgets at the table. And literally while I'm saying this, I'm checking my phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? But I was, subconsciously I was like, well, I'm telling him what to do, but I, I'm an adult. I have my phone. I got to check my emails or whatever that looks like. Right. So what he's really seeing is incongruency with what I'm saying, what I'm doing. So you, you have to change. Like I can't tell him don't eat donuts or don't eat sugar while I'm eating cake or yeah. whatever that looks like. Yeah. So true. And and I think a lot of us parents know that. It, it, yeah. 
we're, we're guilty of it. <laughs> but yeah, leading by example. You, I think I read somewhere that you have like 30 minute strategy sessions or something with yourself in the shower. Is this true? Yep. <laughs> true. Tell us what that's like. It's part of my morning routine and I discovered that without even, like subconsciously I would get the best ideas in the shower. Yeah. And this is just a normal thing that happened. And then I realized what if, you know, because part of Hal's routine is meditation. Yeah. But I'm not a big meditator. So I thought, what if I proactively tried to get into a flow state while I was in the shower? And literally, I do this every day. I just, I'll, I'll, I'll clean myself and then I'll just stand there for 15 minutes. Yeah. My eyes closed and the craziest downloads happen where I have to run out and take notes sometimes. Yeah. But it works for me. And I think part of it is because when I'm in the shower, it's the safest space. Right. You know, there's no distractions or disruptions. There's no phone. There's no internet. There's no my son screaming or whatever that looks like. Right. There's no commercial bombardment. There's nothing. You're right. just, it's just a safe space. And something about the water, I think there's also some kind of fun connection with water. Definitely. Where I, I can get into a flow state, completely parasympathetics. And it's just, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm dialed into something and ideas are just flowing through me. Yeah. So, now, do you have a book coming out? Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, so The Gifted Entrepreneur is the book that's coming out. Um, okay. I, I, I released one earlier called The Purpose Economy, which... That's the one. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So that will be extremely soon, and I'm excited for that. Awesome. So where would we be able to find that? Do you have any kind of... Yeah, giftedentrepreneur.com. Okay, perfect. Then we'll put that on our on our show notes as well. So Archangel Summit, and this is happening in, in January, so people can, January of 2017, people can apply to attend. Yeah, uh, sorry, just a, for, that's, the mastermind is in January, Archangel Summit is oh, in sorry, Toronto, Archangel September. Archangel Summit is in Toronto. Okay, so, so let me like, okay, so we've got um, Archangel Academy, which is in January, and that's in LA. Yes. Then there's Archangel Summit. And both of those are two that you would apply to get into, correct? Or only the January one. The, the, the September January. one is open to the public. Okay, um, okay. That's archangelsummit.com. Okay. And even for the January one, we now it's mainly by invite only. Okay. So we, we're trying to get rid of the application thing. Gotcha. Yeah. And then um, we'll have links to, you, you're going to have the Archangel Club, you're going to have a school, all of that good stuff that anybody can attend. Correct. Okay. Fantastic. So excited! <laughs> well, this is this has been awesome. Um, thank you so much for for talking to us about you know being a purpose driven entrepreneur, gifting forward. There's so many in, incredible, valuable lessons here about a different kind of an entrepreneur that a lot of people aren't used to, where the focus is shifted more on value and what kind of impact you're having rather than just being about the money. So, um, and you have a phenomenal story actually shifting from making a lot of money into just putting your all into your purpose and your, and your passion, which is very, very inspiring and also probably sounds terrifying to a lot of people, <laughs> but you're, you're an incredible example. And it's, it's obvious when you, when you attend Archangel Academy, it's, you see it and you see people doing that and you can't help, but think I've, I've got to do the same thing. You can't not be inspired when you go there and you can't not meet amazing people. It's just a given. <laughs> thank you. So thank you for creating this entire community and thank you so much for being with us here today. 
You're so welcome. Thank you for having me on. Well, I will see you in January, if not sooner. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Giovanni. Thank you for listening to today's Get Genius. You can learn more about The Draw Shop at www.thedrawshop.com, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Your home for kick-butt custom whiteboard marketing videos. Your ideas come to life. Thanks for listening. Please share, comment, and make any suggestions for future genius guests. Oh. <laughs>